Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life. Because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Warcom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after big, important news with us today. I'm happy to have him back again, Bernard Turion. He's chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources. He comes trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol HPQ. For those of you who are new to the story, HPQ is planning on becoming a vertically integrated producer of solar-grade silicon metal. Uh, and that's with the goal of manufacturing solar cells eventually. Now, sounds like a big game, but more than just lip service, the company just secured $5.2 million financing, which included the Quebec government and one of their strategic partners. On that, on that note, Pyrogenesis is one of the two strategic partners. They're a global leader in plasma torque technology at Apple Solar. The other partner is one of the world leaders in renewable energy. If they're processed, that is about to go to commercial, uh, commercial scale uh, testing in the summer works out as planned and as it's gone to this date, they're absolutely going to crush capital and operating costs that have been traditionally seen in the industry and give them an incredible cost advantage as well as crush the amount of CO2 carbon emissions that are coming out of the production of solar grade silicon metal to give them a huge green advantage. The press release we're here to talk about today, here's the headline. HBQ's latest Gen 2 progress report confirms the process's ability to convert low purity quartz into 4N silicon metal in one step at commercial scale. Bernard, welcome to the show. Hi, George. Hi. I'm really happy to be here because, you know, we issue the project is advancing very, very well. And I'm happy we're going to have an opportunity to. Uh, Give more insight into what's behind that press release. All right. That's what we're here for. Let's get straight to it. First of all, the headline. Very exciting, but at the same time, very technical. But before we get into, you know, some of the technical aspects about this, on a layman's term, what does it mean to the, you know, to the layman investor? And what does it mean to the solar industry, this headline? Um, well, to everybody is what you have to understand is to make, the key ingredient in solar energy is silicon metal, right? It's high purity silicon metal. Um, you need about 3.6 gram of it to generate one watt. You know, that's, and that's the concept of it. So that's, that's the key ingredient. The problem is taking it from quartz, which is its raw form, and bringing it to the purity requires to make solar cell, which is around 5N for a metallurgic process, and you know, six and seven in and higher if they're using a chemical process, um, is an expensive, complicated process. But the feedstock for everybody in the solar industry is the first transformation, okay, the metallurgic transformation. Um, and the industry requires many, many hoops and bounds just to barely make 99% in the metallurgy. 99, barely 99. 
What comes out of the reactor is not even 99. It needs to be processed just to make it 98, 5, 99%. And it requires extremely high purity raw ingredient. Okay. Now it's common sense and logic that if you can, if you for the same cost, okay, can produce a material that is much higher purity. And people have to remember that every half end of purity removal is supposedly very expensive and everything else. Okay. So if you can do for the same cost, the same energy, okay, a material that's a raw material for the feedstock of everybody else in the solar that's going to be at least 4N going higher, okay, you already have a tactical advantage over everybody else because there are markets for those products and it's going to require less energy, less cost to purify at the other step. Okay. The PureVap was designed with two goals in mind. One of them grant the flex, have a flexibility in regard to raw ingredient feedstock and be able to deliver very, very pure material. Now, what, what has become clear for us over time is that if we can do at a commercial scale of four in and higher in one step, okay, then all the work has been done over the years to develop a metallurgic route to make solar grade silicon metal re becomes very efficient, very competitive. And that's okay, let me let, let me let me let me ask you let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about incremental gains to the solar industry or are you talking about revolutionary gains? In our, in our case, it is going to be paradigm shift type of gain, but it, will, it still requires a little bit of work, but it is par it's, it's going to be in the silicone metal industry. It's going to be paradigm shift. Okay? We, haven't, massive shift. You're, you're yeah, we, we haven't focused and talked a lot about the concept of how revolutionary in the metal, in the first transformation this process is. Okay. Because we've been talking solar, I've been focused on solar, and often um, when you start, it, it's a complicated story to explain. So if I start, you know, divulging all the the the, the key excitement behind that four N for other reason than solar, then I always, I'm always going to have like the guy in the back says, "Oh, you're saying that because you can't do it." So I'm not bothering explaining it, but it's part of that process. But you know, Peter Pascali of of uh, Pyro went out and explained it a bit yesterday in his press release. Yeah, and that's that's an unbelievable partner to to have in, in, in all this. So from from a layman's perspective, you're talking about a paradigm shifting mm -hmm. uh, uh, technology pr process mm -hmm. uh, on the way to producing solar grade silicon metal. All right, so that's you know I want to get the idea of the scale. Of this we make it the incremental mm -hmm. gains, just making a little better mousetrap, or we or making almost a completely different mousetrap. So there. There, in the press release, in the headline, you say, uh, you, you talk about, in, in the press release, you talk about key takeaways. So let's talk about a, a couple of those. Uh, the foreign, okay? Mm -hmm. you, just, you just kind of touched on it from the layman's term. Let's get a little more technical. Mm -hmm. It's bold, it's very big to say that, but haven't we been here before? Because in November of 2016, you had talked about achieving foreign. So mm -hmm. here we are in, February of 2019, are you just repeating yourself or what's different about this time around? It's massively different, okay? First of all, um, 
when we started this process, we were using to calculate our purity. We were doing um, what's what's simply known. It's, it's it's completely it's the way the process works. What's on a surface reading of the material? All right. So you, you take a laser beam, you pinpoint it, and you found another pinpoint you had four in, which told you the process worked. Um, here we are now, we are actually using what's known as a proof of concept of commercial scalability equipment. Okay. Okay? And we're focused on the equipment that will generate the commercial scale material. So lab test results, Gen 1 results, they had a certain limitation what we could do. Um, and they were sort of like easier to manage because... When we're using laser pinpoint information, it's a question where you point the material, you get the purity out of it. As we evolve in the process, we went from those type of material to, okay, now we have to go what's known as complete leaching of the material. So then you can't control, it's, it, it's not as much as a control for N, it's really everything else you're producing into it. And there's some advantages and disadvantages to it. Well, the biggest advantage, you know everything that's in there. Disadvantage is because of the structure and everything we're using, there's a lot of outside contamination that is incorporated in that material. So that's why at industrial scale, they use a laser system. So we were using the system at the end of the process to, to verify your control, but we had when we got Apollo into the picture and everything else, we realized that, oh, no, we have to go to the complete dilution. And the reason for that is very simple is if, you, if by fluke you hit with the laser only the great spot, you get great reading. And if you hit only the bad spot, then you get bad reading. So at one point, you got to go and you know, mesh it all together, figure out what it is in there. Devil's advocate. Any chance that we're going to be sitting here six months from now, a year from now, and saying, okay, well, back in February of 2019, uh, that also wasn't... Uh, oh. No, no, I mean, no. This is it. No, because what we're doing now is we're doing complete digestion of the material. Okay. The only thing that we're going to say in two, three, whenever we're up to that stage is, oh, how come we got better results than now? And the reason is very simple. It's the setup of the equipment because it's a, it's a lab scale equipment. By default, magnifies the impurities coming out of the electrodes, the crucible, the mechanism to pick it up. Okay. What we know, what we've been told by everybody, everybody else, is the moment um, we will have an operation system that can do pour of our material, we will have incredibly fresh sample, basically untouched by anything else because you'll get liquid pour. So the fact that with these error that we know exists that influence our results we're still able to say according to our model at commercial scale okay we will have 4n it is based on all these these factors so in theory we should be higher but what we know is this is what we're going to be doing if 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 i'm listening to people right now on various forums as they're watching this, the, the logical question that comes from this is, okay, do you then make a move to go to 5N and 6N, or is that not 
as important now as it was a couple of years ago. Because a couple of years ago, when you're talking about this, we're talking about five and six. I think the best sentence comes out of Peter's press releases yesterday. Peter Pascali of Pyrogenesis? Peter Pascali of Pyrogenesis. Okay. Uh, questions. 4N is still far away from solar green. And he goes on to say, for Pyrogenesis, their target is still 6N. Okay. Okay. However, in the interim, HPQ has identified a faster route to market by the addition of Apollon. And that's the point I've been making. Okay. We could be an R&D project for the next freaking five years before we get the 6N fine-tuned. But what we've learned and discovered is if we make 4N coming out of the reactor, the direct pour, we beat the crap out of everybody else. In <laughs> okay, the, that's, well, that's literally what it is, in the feedstock. This being said, no, I was having discussion with the guys at, at, at Pyrogenesis about you know, how we can get an extra one end of impurity after, in the, between the liquid pour. In the traditional process, the liquid silicone metal is poured into a crucible where they add oxygen into it to amalgamate some of the impurities to make it pure. Okay, it's not a process that we need, but they need to do that just to get one in. When when R is liquid, when it's going to be liquid coming out of it, okay, it should be at least four N, if not more. But you don't need it to be more because you're saying at four N, you've got a business at four N that quote unquote beats the crap out of the competition. What I'm saying is that at four N, okay our pathways to purify it to solar-grade silicon metal have become easy to control, easy to manage, cheaper, to already be very competitive. So I can already start, as we get the financial numbers and start modeling to the industry, says, listen, okay, our CapEx is going to be 60% cheaper than the newest plant being built in China in Inner Mongolia, China, where they're still using um, chemical process. Yeah. That's, those are the ones I'm beating, okay? Yeah, that's beating the crap out of your competition. That's Big beating percent. the crap out of the competition. That's the capex. How about the OPEX? OPEX versus those plants were at 30%, but basically if you beat the crap of the CapEx, there's a, there's a concept called cash costs and all-in costs. That's sort of like a... Of course, yeah. All right, brags about cash costs, cash costs, cash costs. Yeah, okay. But according to, you know, very um, very reliable research I've been allowed to read, to see, um, even those newest plants in China have an all-in cost of $14 a kilogram. That means that as long as the material sells below that price, there's no return on investment. I can say that we are aiming, targeting, and all-in costs in the 50% range of what that is. So around seven. Around seven, plus or minus. So that's the all-in. For people who are new, actually even for people like me and even long-time people who follow the story, that's 60% of CapEx. Mm -hmm. What does that translate into roughly on average in dollar terms? Because and by the cap for everyone at home, capex is capital expenditures. So we're talking about a million dollars. You're saving six percent 
and therefore you're saving $7,000? Okay, just so people at home know the magnitude of what that 6% means. $45 a kilogram of annual capacity versus below 15. That's what it means. That's the difference. That's what we're talking about. But if I'm building a, uh, a solar grade, a silicon solar grade, uh, a solar grade silicon manufacturing facility for the first time, if I'm not using your process, I'm using it, what does that cost? $45 a kilogram of annual capacity. Multiply that by the kilogram. So if you, you know, it's like it's as if you're talking, you're talking roughly about $300 million versus $50 million. That's what the number, <laughs> that's the number I'm looking for. So you're talking about a monster difference. I, I, see, see, those, those are the type of numbers, like I have to be more cautious about as, as I talk about those numbers. But Yeah, we're just talking general. You're not kilogram, it's like between you and me, we can discuss this, but if there's more than you and me to watch this, maybe there is. Uh, <laughs> I have to stay in the $45. I have to talk in the kilogram per annual capacity. Uh, Sorry, but we do got an idea that the savings are massive from a dollar point of view, not just percentage point of view. So let's talk about achieving foreign on a commercial scale. Pyrogenesis, quote unquote, concluded that the process should allow HBQ to reach the foreign SI 99.99% plus. Um, when do you hit that commercial scale? Gen 3. Gen 3 has been designed to reach what we call commercial scale. That's fundamental. That this summer. This summer it starts. Is it? Is it? You know, it's like we could we could be darn ass lucky, and the first test is going to work. Um, but you know, it's called research in. Well, internally we call it as a joke, research and destroy R and D. Yeah. But it's really research and development. Um, you know, we're every we know the known knowns of what could have not worked have been resolved with the Gen two. Now we'll enter into the unknown unknown. We don't think there's that many of them, but you're asking me to swear in the Bible or any other, you know, thing that there won't be. I can't because it's an R&D process. But everything tells us it looks darn good. Yeah, and that's why Pyrogenesis should allow you to reach yeah. that. Um, but between you, Pyrogenesis, and Apple Solar, everyone's pretty confident. And, and everyone's pretty confident. And why are they very confident that you're going to achieve four and a commercial scale. Well, it's basically simple physics and math and everything else. It's like we've demonstrated that uh, production yield, and that's what the press release says, you know, demonstrated production yield in our case increases the impurity removal factor. All right. Well, fundamentally, what the gen, what the PureVap does is it removes impurity during the processes. <laughs> so if we increase the impurity removal, we'll get a pure product. It's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah. It's not, and we've proven this. We've proven this in the Gen 1 because we've played a little bit with what the Gen 1 allowed us. We proved this massively in the Gen 2. Now, the big risk was Gen 1 to Gen 2, okay, right. was can that system be operated in a continuous mode for commercial scale? That was the most technical challenge that we had was that one, okay? Because that's never been done in the world. Point blank, that's never been done. So now that you've gotten over that hurdle, 
now it's just a case exactly. of exactly this is what's care. funny that's that's right. the biggest that's awesome. hurdle that's the biggest technical and it sort of goes like oh it's no big deal well sorry nobody does it the reason why vacuum system for purified education is always used at the end of the process not the beginning because nobody has figured it out but the guys at pyro figure out how you can do it on a semi-continuous process to have a commercial scale process to work so that's the key point but all our theory behind how we're going to get to the four end was based on this that works that's been proven yeah, so now you just got to prove it, but you're not too worried. But still, you have to actually prove it before you can put a rubber stamp on and say we've done it. Yeah, basically, what the model is, the model tells us we're going to do it. Now, you know, there's going to be some people that says, you know, going to be doubting Thomas and wait until we see it. Who cares? We know we're going to be doing it. We're in the right way. We're doing the incremental step requires to get us there. Sorry, I cannot go faster than the system goes. And so let me. But... I'll take another takeaway from Pyro's yesterday's news release, okay? He's blunt, Peter, when he says that. He doesn't have time or money to waste to have his guys working the system didn't work. Well, newsflash, if we hadn't reached those targets, okay, there's a good probability that Peter, Peter and Pyro would have walked away because it's not working. They're not walking away. They even repeat it. They're big shareholders, and they really believe it's, it's going to be a big there. So Yeah, that says a lot. It's it's. You know, like, I have, thanks to my partnership with Pyro, I have access to some of the top Brainiacs expert in plasma-based technology and high-temperature processes, okay? These guys, computer's completely right. They're not cheap. And if there is no commercial potential to this concept, okay, I, I won't have access to them. And, and you know what? From a layman's term, everyone should understand at home who's watching this maybe for the first time. If you're not watching for the first time, you understand it already. But Pyrogenesis is a company that's that's uh, that's successful on multiple applications of their te of their technology, the plasma torch technologies, uh, with the U.S. military, with the biggest 3D printing companies in Europe, with uh, large steel mills for other applications. So they've they've got better things to do with their time already if this wasn't working this is not a case of and this is what people at home should really understand this is not a case of well hpq's got nothing better to do and pyrogenesis got nothing better to do so even if it's not working let's just keep trying to hit a hail mary because well we better do something or there's or we're going to go home you know no, no, is it pyrogenesis has a lot of doesn't... things to do with their time so if they're moving forward it's yeah. because it's they've got a high degree of confidence that this is going to be a commercially scale that's I mean, that's, that's, you gotta be, that's, tell me if I'm wrong, but that's gotta be the implication. That's gotta that, be. Well, that's, that's been it since the beginning. Since the sure. beginning, they thought that they could make this a commercial viable system because, and Peter says it on multiple occasions and he says it in my face in front of investors. He says, if it wasn't working, we wouldn't be there. And you know what? It's true. So, yeah, yeah. and that's what I love about third party validation, by the way, Bernard, I'll tell you this because look, your client, we're friends, way above being clients we've been together for so long but the fact of the matter is everybody who, who leads a company says they have the prettiest baby in the world they have the best widget in the world that's what you expect right and i've mm -hmm. always said that's the downfall of many uh, emerging companies they believe their own hype a little bit too much but mm -hmm. in this case you've got pyrogenesis a world-class technology company 
and we got Apple All Solar, a world-class renewable energy company that are right there in the project, putting either their money and or their technology and their quotes right in these press releases backing what you're saying. So to me, that gives me a great deal of comfort from the business side that, you know, what you're saying is in fact happening. Not that you're not trustworthy, but third-party validation is always really important. And that's what I really love about, you know, this press release. So let me ask you a final question. Um, you know, commercial, you know, commercial operations, Gen 3 begin mid-2019. So that could be June, July, August, so we're not trying to pin you down to a date. Ish. Everything. Ish. What do... What do the rest of us do in the meantime? Then uh, is there nothing? Or do we just you know? Are we waiting now for 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 football season to begin? You know the you know HBQ silicon season to begin. In the meantime, we just kind of go away and then come back. Or what what are you doing in the meantime? Well, George, I'm I've been in this business long enough that I understand that there's a phase which is very boring. I consider that the phase where you look at paint drying. Okay. Um, but in our case, we've been doing a heck of a lot of work behind the scene, which is all incremental toward the target that we're reaching. And we're now coming to the last phase of it. Um, so I've, sort of been very mellow on the promotion side lately, in a sense, going out and telling the story, meeting investors. Um, there is a um, massive, massive um, market out there that doesn't know we exist. And as I and said- that's been, by, that's been by design too, because you don't want to put yeah. the cart before the horse and talk about how great you are and then find but, out that Gen see, 2 failed or didn't live up to its expectations, and you got to backtrack. Yeah. And now you're ready. It's, 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 it's not even that. If There's going to be some investors that are going to – we're coming close to that zone, like that zone where, um, you know, pre-investors are going to get excited, and they want to get in before the success is there. Okay, We're, we're getting into that zone. And you got to figure out where that zone is. And that zone starts now – until the pilot plant's operational and then things move on. In parallel, what we've done also is look at multiple additional markets, multiple other things, but I've chosen not to speak about it, not to speak about what we're doing for two things. Um, if, I conf right. if I confuse the storyline, there's always going to be some noise that says, oh, they're doing this because it doesn't work. So end of the debate, it works. That doesn't mean... Not lots of things that I, I can look at, additional potential. Um, the battery one, battery one's a massive one. Okay, battery one is it's going to be massive. The demand for, for silicone metal in batteries is going to be humongous, it's going to go through the roof. The additional fun part of it is what we're starting to understand is that you need a certain small size of silicone metal that could, you know, could work well in plasma atomization. Oh, well, lo and behold, a partner does that. Well, that that's uh, an interesting market. Our guest but, is famous for that. But, but, so those are all side market. We started to talk about it because the truth of the matter is our 50 ton plant, um, once it's finished, demonstrated, it works, we either going to go mothball it or modify it and use it for other product and everything else. And so, you know, so in our, the meantime, that's what our, you're business, our business opportunities are 
very, very wide, but I want to spread myself to, you know, too wide. So I'll stay there. I want to have a simple focus story moving forward on solar. And that market is massive for me to go talk to people. And look, I thought you were smart. You guys are smart because you've already done that. You've already demonstrated that by spinning out both gold fields. You didn't want to spread the story out. You spent out. So, and so I, I, I admire that. So, but to kind of break, decode what you're saying, you are working on other things in the meantime. You're working on them kind of stealth. They're additive to the technology and the process you've already created and proven. But you're not ready to start talking about those things. But it's not as if the company's going to be quiet until you, you, me, and Peter aren't going vacationing, golfing till till June is what you're saying. There's there's plenty I'm, going I'm, on. I'm I'm going to be even blunt. I haven't really gone out marketing since 2017. Now there's an event in 2017 that did trigger my, my slowdown in marketing, and then there was follow up events that that led led me to understand that. See, I don't want to get a new group of investors that are, that are coming in to, to bring us to the next level, okay? If I come in a little bit too early into the image and the process, okay, they're going to get excited about the story, but they're going to say there's something missing. Then they're going to completely forget why they're excited. The only thing they remember is, oh, I wasn't interested then. So there is something like a sort of like a special dance. When do you go? When you don't go? Talk too much. Don't talk too much. And I'm my my feeling is that now is the right time um, to go out and start talking about it. Why? Well, basically because pretty soon I can bring investors to the the pilot plant, make them see, and, and seeing it as an as a, an incredible impact uh, on, on investors. Um, and we're moving forward. Like I'll just give you just a little bit of an inkling of what we're working on. You know, sure. we, we said we're going to be working on. Uh, producing our first solar cells after that. Well, that requires us to start negotiating with laboratories and universities and in areas with Apollon, how we're going to do it and what's going to be the timeline. So we're, we're working on those things in parallel with what we're doing right now. It's not something that's immediately newsworthy, but it's coming out. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you got to be working on things in parallel. You can't do it sequentially. Otherwise, like we said, are, you won't well, be commercial for five years. Yeah, what we've done, I and mean, what's what I find to be really amazing is our strategy is sort of like R and D as we develop, as opposed to let's finish all the R and D, make sure everything works on the first stage. We move to the other one. We've we very often move the ball and the target and everything else as we kept going. It's like it's R and D as we develop the company, as opposed to stationary R and D, finish everything else, move to the next step, and what that brings us is much more opportunity and much more flexibility than everybody has. Okay. That's perfect. Buddy, thanks for joining us today. Bernard, I mean, great, you know, great news on the press release. That's a fantastic achievement. And I love the fact that you used some pretty bold layman explanation description in this interview to really explain what this all means, right? Because it's easy to get lost in the techno in a technological haze you know, technical haze of all this. And I think you did fast that. Hey, beat the crap out of competition. It's probably going to be the headline that comes out of this interview. And, uh, and I appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you. You've been watching Bernard Turion, chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources. Company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol, HPQ. For more information about the company, 
get to Agoracom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at all the previous press releases that are there. Watch the previous videos that we've done with Bernard, especially for new people who are just hearing about the story. And what's very unique and very telling about Bernard's confidence is that it is a CEO verified form, which means you can ask questions and you'll get your answers directly from Bernard. And that's a verified profile on Agoracom. So you know you're getting the answers directly from the CEO. So take advantage of that, do your due diligence, and then by all means, please go ask the CEO uh, any questions you want. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Do your due diligence. We'll see you next time.